What is up, everybody? Welcome to the No Gimmicks podcast here on DFPN. Uh, if you're joining us, then you uh, have the news already. Uh, we're starting pretty late in the evening, which this has been circulating all day. The Iron Sheik, unfortunately, unfortunately passed away today at the age of 801. And uh, tremendous, tremendous legacy that he leaves behind. Uh, we were talking about this before the show. I, I, it's hard for me to be to be sad about it. He lived a full life. Uh, he left his mark on the industry, left his mark on the world. Uh, can't say too 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 many bad things about. We well, can't say many bad things at all about Iron Sheik. Uh, regardless of what he did in the wrestling ring, he was he was a heel. Uh, that was what his purpose was to make people hate him. Uh, if you hate Iron Sheik, if you want to say something bad about his performances in the ring, then shit, he did his job. So, Godspeed, respect the legend forever. Iron Sheik, 81 years old. Frank D, how you feeling, man? I mean, I'm copacetic, man. <laughs> Talk to me about the Iron Sheik, man. I know, for, for those who don't know, <laughs> I, I, I'll peel the curtain back a little bit. Those who don't know, uh, the Iron Sheik is a source of our friendship. Like one of the one of the first times I met Frank, Frank D, we went over his house, and we actually bonded over one, the Iron Sheik, and his, his antics outside of the ring particularly the Howard Stern show, because I, I'm one of those people, like, I, I don't expect a lot of people to know <laughs> about the outer workings on the outside, particularly appearances, like, especially, especially wrestling fans. And that's how we actually became cool is because we reflected on the Howard Stern interview with the Iron Sheet. Yeah. Um, Sheiky Baby has been a great source of entertainment for me very much very for much. several 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 years i mean i could be at work bored as fuck dude you know what i mean and i'll just pop on some shit from the howard stern show you know he's up there with when they had him going up there with the the fake macho man and the fake uh ultimate warrior um <laughs> You know, Iron Sheik Jr., which was Artie Lang. Um, <laughs> they had him go up against, uh, what was it? Uh, shit, what was that dude's name? Um, Bubba the Love Sponge. Mm-hmm. When he went up there against him. Um, the whole thing with Brian Blair over and over again. Yep. Um, his countless, countless rants on Hollywood <laughs> Hulk Hogan. That Hollywood blind jabroni uh until, until he died until until he died yes until he died uh ultimate warrior um uh, you know uh beetlejuice oh yeah know. beetlejuice <laughs> kurt angle <laughs> i mean nobody was off limits to no. the iron sheik and, and no. the iron sheik would basically tell you straight up you know what I mean? He would break your back, fuck your ass, and make you humble. That's, <laughs> that's what he would fucking do. With, you know what I mean? With my 10-inch cock. Well, exactly. 10-inch cock. <laughs> so, yeah, he, 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 he lived a long, full life. Um, I, I really, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, we, we, we've lost so many legends. Correct. It's, it's crazy, you know what I mean? Um, Correct, but Shiki baby will always have a special place in, in my heart, and he just it just makes you laugh. You know what I mean? This, oh, this yeah. guy was in his later years. He just he was funny as hell. Man. Funny as like, fuck, bro. Yeah, just like, like it's it, just crazy. I was thinking about this earlier um, when I heard he had passed, and it was funny to me because I follow him on Twitter. Iron Sheik on Twitter is probably one. He was probably one of the funniest individuals on Twitter. Just, just the random shit he would say. He would be like, <laughs> every day was a fuck Hulk Hogan post. 
<laughs> there was a fuck Hulk Hogan post every single day. And it's uh, whatever was happening, uh, keep calm and fuck you was a, was a real popular one. Uh, <laughs> just fuck COVID, fuck cancer. Like he and it was just the way he put it. Like, don't be a jabroni. Uh, cover your face. I'll break your back. Just shit like that. Like he tweeted out, and <laughs> it was just hilarious just to see him interacting on Twitter with people because you knew fuck you was gonna come out and fuck something, whatever it was, fuck it. And I, it, it's gonna be missed <clears throat> because. It was it was almost like um, Brody Lee did the same thing where he would do like it's Monday, you know what that means, and that was his thing. But that's what Sheik was known for, like fuck, fuck, whatever it is. Fuck. Well, it's, it's the same thing, you know. I, it's like when before um, New Jack died, you know, mm -hmm. I was me and him were we were Facebook, you know, friends and shit. So I would you know see New Jack's posts and all that. He would always be. You know, talking shit about somebody, or you know, shooting on someone, or or you know, posting pictures of him and his wife, whatever. So it's just those things, like you just said, those things we're gonna miss about the you know, Sheiky baby, you know, posting posting stuff or whatever, and, and all that. But you know, like I said, man, this guy left a, an unbelievable mark on the world of, of sports entertainment, entertainment really. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm I'm, very, I'm gonna be very interested to see if if Howard Stern. Uh, is even going to even acknowledge the Sheik's death, and if he does, is Robin Quivers going to act like she's you know she knows who the hell he is, or she's going to play dumb like she normally does if someone dies? But anyways, yeah, who's to say? Who's to say? I mean, I'm pretty sure she you know Howard will mention him uh, before a minute before he you know goes and talks about bullshit because you know his show sucks ass now. Anyways, but. Uh, it was cool to see WWE acknowledge the passing of the action. Very cool. And uh, I, I just wish, you know, like I said, and, and it, this is not their responsibility. They don't have to do this. You know, it's up to the individual to to be better financially. But a lot of these old timers that are out there that have given their blood, sweat, tears, especially for a guy like Sheik, WWE should be paying these guys something. You know what I mean? Well, a pension and, or something. A, a pension or some kind of a retirement. You know, they don't, they're not obligated to do that. I just, that's, in my opinion, is what should be done. A, for a, a show guys. of goodwill. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That That's, that, that but whatever. You know, yeah. that's, that's never gonna, never gonna change. I mean, Jesse Ventura said, Jesse Ventura tried to, to get a union in wrestling, you know, back in the day. It, it didn't work. Jesse says he got his retirement. He gets a, a quarterly check from the WWE for the rights to, you know, his his likeness and all that shit. So he got his retirement. He's the only person in wrestling that has retirement because of the royalty lawsuit. Mm. So that, that he won, you know. Mm. So sad that you got to go that route to get that, though. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd rather see them get a pension or something and. You know that they're taken care of because Sheik in his in his later years, um, and it's 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 crazy too because you see these guys like their whole mission is to look big and strong, and then when they get in their later years, even Hulk Hogan, like the last time I saw Hulk Hogan, he wasn't he didn't look like Hulk Hogan, he looked like an aging person. You know what I mean? And well, you I mean, know, yeah, that's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. I mean, Hogan said. Hogan did an interview and said that the biggest regret he has in wrestling was doing a fucking leg drop. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest regret, you know, because yep. it, fuck, it fucked him up. Yeah, and, that's, and people will say it all the time, like you know, I like they don't understand when you when you go out there and you're, you're bumping around on that mat and you do this shit consecutively and putting time in and, and working and and, and, and and they've changed the rings a lot, you know, in the WWF. But back in the day, they'll tell you. That ring was stiff as fuck. Yeah. No give. Yeah. So imagine falling on your ass every single night. Two shots in one day. You know what I'm saying? So it does a lot for you. And I just think that, you know. Compressing that spine. Yeah. I, I just think the guy should be taken care of. You know what I mean? I mean, I understand yeah. it's, it's a business and they're not obligated to that. And you should save your money and all that shit. But, 
hey man, I just think the, the moral compass is just take care of your people, bro. Yeah. Hands down, take care of them. They put their bodies on the line to, to entertain people and bring money to you. So morally, I think you're morally obligated to to see that they're taken care of. And morally that. obligated to see that they're taken care of. But from a business-wise, I don't give a shit. I got 30 more just like them. And that's just what it goes. That's, that's just how Spokes it is. on the wheel. Yep. One falls off, put another one on. That's yep. how it goes. Yep. But yeah, that's it. As far as like, as far as Sheikah goes. Yeah, man. Shout out to him. Uh, prayers to his family. But thank you for everything, Sheiky. All right. So let's get into the show. Before we do that, uh, don't forget if you're listening to this show on audio wise. And you're not watching us live, patreon.com, www.patreon slash podcast. Also, subscribe to the Bandcamp, datfilling.bandcamp.com. And we are both rocking merch tonight. You know where to get that. Teespring, search for datfilling podcast. You will be able to rock merch and look like the cool guys over here in No Gimmicks. All right, we got True Colors coming June 10th. And, uh, we actually have two sponsorships on this card this time. So one dropped today. Uh, we're sponsoring Gigi Ray, who is uh, one half of the Money Birds. They're going for the uh, Mission Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Uh, the championships, they're going for those belts. So good luck to Gigi. Uh, shout out to her. And um, Maya World versus Brittany Brooks were also sponsoring that match. So. True Colors, June 10th, San Antonio. Get your tickets. If you can't get your tickets, go to TitleMatchWrestling.com and order the pay-per-view. You can subscribe to that network and get the pay-per-view for free. Uh, It's nine bucks, so go support them. All right, first ticket on the docket, man. (laughs) We haven't done this show in a minute, uh, but... Since we've done the show, uh, we both had some things about the uh, WWE uh, World Heavyweight Championships and the WWE Undisputed Championship, and they dropped a new belt. With that came the question of lineage. So, we got a new gold belt. Roman has a new gold belt. And something interesting happened. They started talking about the lineage of Harley Race, Ric Flair, so forth and so on. What I didn't hear um, is the mentioning of a Pedro Morales in that championship. Pedro Morales, Bob Backlund, Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan. We didn't hear anything about that. All we heard was he's on a historic run. He's on a thousand, a thousand days. My question to you is, are they taking the WWE lineage out of this particular belt? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty obvious. That's what they're doing. I mean, I I said it a while back here that the lineage was screwed up to begin with. And I think they realize that. I think they realize that they put themselves in a corner to begin with. Uh, I mean, but how many times over the years have the WWE split these belts up. You know what I mean? It, the first time was in 2001 when they, they combined the WWF championship with the WCW belt to, be, to, to create the undisputed championship. Right. Then, you know, what happened? They brought the belts back. They they, they split them up again when they did the the the, um, the roster. Yep. You know, the split roster. So, yep. Um, Bischoff brought the World Heavyweight Championship belt back, and they once again unified them again. They they all when it, it seems like when they whenever they're out of ideas for championships or whatever, they always want to unify. So now yeah, that's funny. I thought the same thing. Yeah. So so now we have a situation here where they got this guy who's been a champion for a thousand days, but it's only as you stated a little while ago, only defended the championship thirty five times. Yep. 
So, I don't know. I, I saw the belt, the, the, the belt presentation, and I personally think it's an ugly-ass belt. I'm just being honest. Uh, it's no different from the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship. So, I, I think they realize that at, at this point if they had a lineage issue, and in order to get rid of that lineage issue, they went ahead and said, screw it. Uh, we're just going to give Roman a new belt. And start over from scratch. Seth Rollins' lineage was supposed to be, people thought it was going to be the lineage to the to the world to to back to when Triple H got the belt from Bischoff in old two. That's what they thought it was going to mm-hmm. be, and then we found out differently that it's not. It's it's all lineage, and I'm not sure where they're going to go with this. I mean, you'll hear it on commentary moving forward as far as if they start really talking about Roman's reign. I think that the most important thing for them was to get to a thousand days. That's what I think. Yeah, because here's here's what I, here's my thinking on it. You get to a thousand days, it really doesn't matter what lineage you're holding, because you're you're at a thousand days. You're at a thousand days. You're in WWE. That can speak to itself. You've been a champion in WWE for a thousand days. The lineage itself, um, you start talking about that once you get into the rarefied air, which my question was, is Roman Reigns in rarefied air with this thousand day reign? Not really, because you're never gonna touch, you're never gonna touch uh Bob Backlund. You never you're not gonna touch Hulk Hogan. Uh you'd have to hold that for another year and some change to touch Hulk Hogan. I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh Bruno is is unattainable. It's not it's not gonna happen. So you got Pedro, not gonna happen, Hulk not gonna happen, Bob not gonna happen, Bruno not gonna happen. You're not gonna get there. So you're at a thousand days. We can take this lineage out of the question because you're not going to touch it. I, I totally agree with that. that it's just, it's not going to happen. And, and honestly, Roman's reign doesn't feel special anymore. No, it does just, it, it just feels like, okay, you've sacrificed everybody to get to this thousand days. And now there's nobody left to feud with. I you now you now have to start looking on the inside of the faction, which we saw on SmackDown. What happened with? It's gonna happen with Jimmy, okay? And it's gonna hey, what's happening with Jay? Eventually, what's gonna happen with Solo? He's gonna have to fight his own people, his own family now. Yep. Because you got nobody else. Yeah. Are people gonna believe anybody else is gonna come in and beat Roman Reigns? Probably not. You know what I mean? No. Does anybody have a threat to Roman? Yeah. I think the biggest threat to Roman, honestly, is probably Solo. Because they built Solo up to be this, pretty much this unstoppable assassin. You know? Can't be reasoned with, can't be bargained with. Will turn on his own damn brother like he did. So so, so basically, if he'll turn on his own brother. What do you think he'll do? What's he going to do to you? Yeah, it's kind of story that they're going to be pushing here in the, the next few months. So we'll see what happens. But SummerSlam is coming up; it's a big show, and I expect Roman to have a championship match on that show. And I think the person that he should have it with, honestly, it, it's going to be the person that started this whole damn thing to begin with, Jay Uso. I think they're setting that up because this Friday. They're they're pretty much saying either you're gonna fall in line or something's gonna happen to you. Right. Right. So I think they are going that route. Yeah. So we'll see. And good. No, I'm this and here's my thinking behind this whole storyline, right? We just had Knight of Champions, which great pay-per-view. Night of Champions, that was the main event. We just debuted a whole new belt. 
and it's the first match on the card. I'm not I'm not sure what they're aiming at with these titles. I'm confused at this point. Like, which title? You're gonna say this is the workhorse title, yet it's the first match on the card. The title, the title that that you want it to, to be, if you want this title to shine, this title match should be the main event. There's no reason the guy that you're trying, you're trying to make these titles more important than that guy holding these belts. That match should not be the main event. But it's the story that is carrying the entire company. It's it's Am I am I wrong for saying like this is confusing? No, it's 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 like this. They knew that they were going to do the big angle at the end of the show, so right. that's why they had to get the royal title match out the way. That that's all the, they they knew it. Because here's the bottom line: what what essentially they're telling you is that everything is basically second fiddle to Roman Reigns. Exactly. This and, is exactly how I feel. Yeah, it's second fiddle, just like anything. That happened back in the day, and the WWF was second fiddle to Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mr. McMahon's program. The Undertaker will tell you himself when he when the Undertaker was in the Ministry of Darkness, right? Then it became the corporate ministry. Yeah. He said that was kind of a low point in his career because the issue now revolved around the McMahon's. It no longer in, revolved around the Undertaker. Art of ministry. It involved it revolved around Mr. McMahon and, and their issues, and the Undertaker was kind of a you know a second, third player in his faction. Right. No different than the NWO, where everything was going in WCW, but everything took a back seat to Hogan and Sting. That whole angle. You know what I'm saying? So we've seen this happen countless times in professional wrestling. It's just very, very prevalent here in the WWE that this guy is the guy. Everything yeah. else doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, you can see right here where, okay, Cody Rose now is kind of, you know, he's he's down to carnival, but he's still one of the main attractions, but he's lost a lot of momentum since, you know, he returned there. And that's that was bound to happen. He's not the, the whole finish the story and all yeah. that shit. Yeah. And looking looking back on it now, like damn, man, you know maybe they should have just pulled the trigger and had Cody win at WrestleMania. What would I mean? I think the story would have been told un, unless and unless they're saving this shit for Jimmy or not Jimmy J to be the one to dethrone Roman. Which if that happens, that was set up solo in Roman because Roman would blame Solo for him losing the championship. Yeah, I mean. But we we played this game too, where where what we thought happened, it, it it ain't playing out that way. So after WrestleMania, I would have been like, I was, I said, this was the this was the right move. It was the right move for Roman to to, to win at WrestleMania. Hindsight now, I'm like, well, maybe not because look at where we are right now. Yeah, that's that's the whole get up here is look at where we're at right now. Right. And 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 I and I honestly strongly believe this that they could have continued this story without Roman being the world champion. Yes. They they, they, they could have been Co- Cody Rhodes looking back on it now he could, he should have he should have won a mania. Yeah. Yeah. And even the Usos losing, I don't think that was a good call because you could have had the story. You could have had the story of how it's playing out right now being better with Roman not being the champion and the Usos being the champions. Because right now, here, here's where we are. The tag titles are in limbo. They don't mean as much. Yeah, it, it. I don't know, dude. It, every everything is just 
Like, people say that this, like, the WWE is better now. Like, people, I, I read this shit, and it's like, Triple H can do no wrong, or whatever the hell. And I'm like, are we all watching the same shit here? <laughs> I will, I will, the only thing I will say is that Raw flows a hell of a lot better. That's it. I'm not saying the stories are better. I I'm not saying I, I can't watch three hours of that shit. I, I, it, it flows a lot better, and it's really primarily due to the first hour. The first hour of Raw is always strong. Pipe damn After, fucking Thunderdome crowd sound. The yeah, whole, the whole damn show. And I'm sorry. Hey, listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. I like I like Dominic Mysterio. We're going into no, it now. no no problem at all. But like I've been saying, and it, it is the proof is there now. The the crowd noise is piped in. He's Everybody knows heat. you're all yeah. welcome. By the yeah. way, yeah, he's not getting heat like that. I, I've been saying it the entire time on the damn show. You can clearly <laughs> see it now. He's up there cutting a the promo. Nobody in the fucking audience is doing a damn thing. They're sitting on their hands. Nobody's reacting. No one cares. It's all being piped in. No way in hell is anybody getting that type of heat. No, 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 no. No. He is not. To prove this point, and I said this before the show too, to prove this point, I don't know if AEW did this purposely or not, but AEW and Don Callis, Don Callis, after screwing over Kenny Omega, came out last week and got nuclear heat. No, no, no pumped in noise. They went and they zoomed and they focused on the crowd booing this man religiously. And they booed the crap out of him. The entire promo. And I, I said to myself, that's heat. What they're doing with Dom is piping in noise because there was a very big difference on how that crowd trailed off and didn't trail off at points. Like, you could control it with Dom. It sounds controlled with Dom. With Don Callis, it was no control. You cannot control the noise level. And they were loud. They were really loud. And it's so obvious, dude. It's like, oh, yeah. It's so obvious. And then it's like, I don't know. The the scene on on, on SmackDown, the the audio is just they gotta do something because they're whoever's delayed. working SmackDown. Whoever maybe. is working, the, yeah, their delay is horrible. Like you can't yeah. hear a damn thing. Their, their timing is yeah, way off. It's way off. That's a, that's two weeks in a, in a row that that's happened where they have been in the ring doing something and then I, I don't the crowd's chanting something or whatever and then. The, the delay cuts on. It was his whole. Oh, they were saying, "Holy shit!" Yeah. And and the delay cuts on, and it's like they started talking, but you don't hear anything because of the damn delay. And it's like, dude, like this is the, what is this amateur at the Apollo or some shit? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, you can tell. You can definitely tell the difference. And I think Dominic's. Uh, I, listen, I think Dominic is cool, dude. Like, I, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Dominic, but. It's it's so telling, and I and I hear people, you know, wrestlers that have podcasts want to talk about, oh, Dominic's getting good heat, nuclear heat, and all. No, he's fucking not, dude. No, it's a damn thunderdome. Come on, man. You can I, tell. I mean, I know, I know, you know, your your buddies and all that shit or whatever. He's not. Yeah, I'm sure he gets some booze, but it ain't. It's not like that, man. It's the it's that's the thunderdome. You can clearly tell it is. The people yeah. are something you hear this loud ass noise going on that sounds like a track, okay, an audio track that's being looped in over and over again, and then you see you zoom in on the crowd and nobody is doing nothing. They're just sitting there. They're just sitting there, not reacting to the shit. Where's the noise coming from? Oh, maybe it's coming all the way up from the nose. The nosebleeds that loud. Come on, man. Nah. <laughs> nah. Sound don't travel down. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing shit. And yeah, I'm with you. I like Dom. And I like Damian Priest I, a lot more though. 
Uh, I was I was on that I was on that bandwagon. I'm not so sure I'm on it. I don't like him as a face, and I think they're trying to push him as a face. Who said he's a face? So they ran an angle last night. He challenged. Oh, I know. He challenged. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it uh, looks like they're trying to have him at odds with Finn. I, I don't like that. I like him as a heel. They 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 need more baby faces though. They do, but I don't I don't like him as a baby face. I think I, Finn I, is a better baby face than I agree with that. Well then then yeah, I I think Finn's a better baby face. I think if they if, I think if Damian Priest was to go babyface, he should be a, a, an anti hero like trainer babyface. I think that would yeah, be Yeah, I would like, I would like that too. Because because his whole his whole thing is basically like He's a modern day Hall and Nash. That's mm-hmm. his whole kind of thing he's got going on there. So Hall and Nash were pretty much they were they were they were tweeners. That they were baby faces, but you know, they were they they were the cool, cool baby face, cool heel. Right. That's where Damian Priest should be. Damian Priest could could go off on that. I I would love it. like I said before, if they ever were to ever bring the NWO back, Priest oh, yeah. would definitely yeah. be in that shit. Candidate. I, yeah, he's a candidate for it. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, Priest would definitely be in that shit. And I, and I still say, just the way know? he walks out, and when he walks yeah. out, he reminds me of Scott Hall. Yeah, he's because like, he does a walk. He, he does. does. He does yeah. a surf. He does a surf walk. So I mean, you know, what I'm saying that's that's like I said, there's there's so much potential there with that that NWO IP. It ain't even funny, you know. If I if I was working there and I was working to create him, I'm like, look, dude, just 2023 what was was always new again. You feel what I'm saying? So we we can we can dust this shit off and sell a million fucking t-shirts. <laughs> Hell yeah, you probably could. But look, but 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 I, in saying that, I mean, look at look at what they've done with the LWO. Nothing. It's non-existent at this point. It's it's it's, it's after it's backlash, nothing. it was done. Yeah, it's nothing. You know, I think they I think they feel probably they've got the mount as much mileage as they're gonna get out of this shit. Because if you go on the website now, dude, like they're not even pushing the t-shirts like they were anymore. That's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Because it's because it's never, honestly, that that group there will never equal to the NWO. And, and, and I think it not was something. It was something fresh for a little while, but it's like I said this before: the LWO is a heel faction. They're not baby faces. It's a heel group. Just like the I NWO, black and white is a heel group. You can't, you're not, you're not supposed to like the NWO. You know what I mean? They're right. they're the, the heels. That that was a problem that they had in WCW. And in WCW wrestlers were getting pissed <laughs> about this shit. Like Luger and Stane on it, like, dude, these they're they're cheering you motherfuckers. Like you're taking all the fucking heat because they're 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 supposed to be bullying you, but they're cheering you. Yeah. So what do we gotta work with? Can't help it that we're cool. You know what I mean? So we have the same problem with the LWO. They are uh, Escobar should have turned on Ray Mysterio a long time ago and took over <laughs> control of the group. You know what I mean? So that's it, that's where we got going. They should have gave it to Dom. Yeah. Live yeah. and you learn. And it, it sucks because again, hindsight bringing it out great idea. Did I think it was going to end at Backlash? Common sense should have told me yes. You know what? You know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch I'm gonna pitch something right quick. I want you to I want you to tell me what you think of this. Okay, go ahead. So, I I would bring in Chavo Guerrero Jr. into the situation. Okay. I would bring Chavo in, and I would have Chavo go out there and confront Rey Mysterio. And I would have Chavo go out there to confront Rey Mysterio about his bastardizing prostitution of the Guerrero name. Mm-hmm. And basically, the OWO comes out there, and they're siding with Ray and behind Ray, and then all of a sudden they beat his ass. And they've been manipulated by Chavo Guerrero. They turn. Yeah. I like That's it. That's what I would do. I like it. Yeah, I would do that. And then Chavo, now Chavo Guerrero, I don't know if he wants to wrestle or not, but now Chavito is the new manager for the LWO, taking his place. 
because he's a Guerrero. This is a Guerrero fas faction to begin with. Yep. So I'm here. I could dig it. That's what I would do and turn him heel. And then have him manage Escobar. Escobar fused with Mysterio. I can dig it. Here's the problem with that, though. Uh, Zelena Vega is now over, and she's a face. Turn her to, to get rid of her. Okay. Get rid of her. Bring in somebody else. Who would? Oh. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez. Is it Raquel? What's her last name? I think that's it. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. I think so. Yeah, her. Yeah. I mean, she's not doing anything anyway. She wasn't. She, wasn't she with uh, Liv Morgan or something like that? They were tag champions. Yeah, Liv Morgan got hurt. Right. So yeah, you can bring her in, replace uh, Vega, turn the heel. Okay. That's so what I would do if I were there. That's so what I would do. But my but the main story I'd be writing is the NWO arc, which would be you know, Cody Rhodes, Damian Priest, and somebody else that I have not, you know, thought about who who that third person would be. But I can, but, but, but Cody and, and, and Damien are my, my top two. But I have not found the third man. Cena. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wouldn't work now, but shit, if they'd have pulled that trigger a couple of years ago, it probably would have been hot. When they did that whole Bray Wyatt thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that would that would have been a perfect time to do it. But now, uh, who's there that's that could fill that role? I don't know. It's got to what? Unless you put Cody as the Hulk in that group. Well, he would have to be. Yeah, by default. So you got. Priest would obviously be the Kevin Nash, or you can have him as Scott Hall. Mm, Braun Strowman? No. No. No, absolutely not. No? No. Who would who would be who would be that's there? that's that's what I'm saying. That's that's a that's a hard thing here. To, to to figure out like who would that who would fill that void to be the third guy. That's that's a tough question. Yeah. We may have to kick that to the group. Yeah. See if they can find somebody. That that's tough. Yeah. Cause yeah, I and, agree with you, Cody. Cody Cody would be perfect to start it. Well Priest actually would be, Priest would be the one that's starting it. Priest is trying to get other people on board. But Priest isn't the leader. Okay. It has, it has. See, the thing about it is, it has. So, okay. So let me let me better paraphrase. I, I get, I get, I get where you're coming from. Cody, Cody has to be number three. But he I need has the first. To, yeah. But I need number. I need the first two. I got Damian Priest as one of them. I don't have the other. One. That's what I'm saying. Like the outsiders, or who's the other outsider? I don't have. I would one. say Priest would be Priest would be my Scott Hall. The only person I could see doing it, honestly, I'm going to cut you off. I just thought about somebody. The only other person I could see that could take that role, that could start some shit, and, and that would kind of have lineage to the NWO uh, would be Brian Breaker. Mm. But that would mm. require, that would require a, a call-up from NXT to get it done. So Breaker... Well... Breaker, uh, uh, Breaker, Breaker, Priest, and Rose, NWO. So, Breaker just challenged Seth Rollins. Right. Yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. So, you could use that to bring him up. Have him lose. He's going to lose. Have him show up again. I would say have Braun be the one start the NWO. Does he look like? But I don't know. See, I'm, I'm picking Braun, but then like, does Braun look like an NWO guy? But the same thing could have been said about Scott Snyder. Does Scott Snyder look like an NWO guy? Exactly. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to bounce that one around. 
Yeah, that's that's a tough one. It's a tough sell. I like it though. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Before we get out of here, um, it was announced tonight on AEW Dynamite, the main event of Collision. Oh, before you talk about that, let, let's let's have a, a little conversation right now. So, why is it that AEW is struggling to sell tickets to their shows? What? Why, why do you think this is? I can attribute this to two things. One, the storylines haven't been that great. That's one. Um, They're getting to a point where they're starting to turn it. Uh, They just kicked off the feud between MJF and Adam Cole. Very good promo, very good segment. Overall, tonight was a decent dynamite. Of the three shows that have already aired this week, though, I would say storyline-wise, Dynamite was the weaker of the three. Um, Monday Night Raw, not that great of a of a show long lengthwise, but what they did in the in the in the three hours is they told a story and they set the table for SmackDown. They did that very well. NXT, same thing. Wrestling, decent over the course of two hours. Storylines, great. Dynamite, great wrestling, great action, not great storytelling. That's where we are. Um, that's, that's why I don't see them. So when, when you tell me a great story, this is proven, you tell me a great story, people will show up to see it. We see this with the bloodline. We see this, they've sold consecutively three pay-per-views that otherwise I wouldn't have tuned into. They've sold me on them specifically for those matches. I could care less about anything else on the card, but that has been a great story. I can't say that about anything on Dynamite. Nothing that compelling has been on Dynamite. Uh, Nothing that compelling has been on Rampage, so forth and so on. Number two, CM Punk. Though he is coming back, he has severely fractured the fan base at AEW. Him coming back is a great thing. He's their biggest star. However, the controversy has turned a lot of people off to it. This is true in the sense of they've announced him for Collision. They've announced him in the main event of Collision. And ticket sales have still not climbed because of that. So you have a lack of a lack of compelling story and... And this is no disrespect to AEW. I'm just saying, I'm just stating the facts as I'm as I'm saying it. Lack of compelling, uh, lack of a compelling story, and you have you have a fractured fan base. Um, you have half the crowd that doesn't like CM Punk, half the crowd that does. The other ones they like the elite. So there you have it. You're not going to sell tickets that way. And if it were me. If I were the owner of the AEW uh, company, what I would have done is we would have had to sort this shit out. If I'm going to come out with a Saturday show, the last thing I want to do is to put a guy that I know have problems with my EVPs. And my EVPs are going to be on one show. He's going to be on another one. Publicly, it sends a very bad signal. To the fan base. It does. So now you have your fan base choosing sides. And that's going to divide everything. So now you have an already. You have an already. Split wrestling fan base. Split even further. So now we got to choose sides in between. The company that we're choosing. Between WWE and you. That That's not good business. 
get them together, sort this shit out, make money. You'd make a hell of a lot of money, more money, putting these guys on the same show. A hell of a lot more. You know why? Because now you have a real story that you can inject. You can make it, you can make it as real as possible. It don't have to be. But goddamn, go out there and make the fucking money, because there's money to be made. Now I'm off my soapbox. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with some of your takes there. I, I just honestly think that uh, it's an oversaturation of the markets that they've gone to as much as they're not selling tickets. That's uh, the CM Punk situation, yeah, I think that played a big part of it. But I think the honeymoon period is over. I think the way that they handled the situation with Punk and the Elite has been very detrimental to, to AEW. And basically... Those CM Punk fans that they had there, I think they've kind of lost. They kind of left and are, are not coming back. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it, it said that upon hearing that he was coming back, they only moved like 400 tickets or some shit like that uh, for the United Center. I mean, the first time they went there, they sold it out. This time around, they're going to probably have it tarped off using maybe half of the building. So that shows you where we are at this point. The Elite have done a, a, a very good job of damaging CM Punk and watering it down. And uh, we're going to see where this goes moving forward. I do think the upswing is, is that, you know, you got Punk in the ring with Samoa Joe. That's going to be very interesting to see that. Um, Bullet Bullet Club Gold out there with FTR. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do with the show. I hope the show is completely different than Dynamite. But I I think that I agree with you. The the fan base is kind of split here on CM Punk and on the Elite. When it should be everybody should be united against the the behemoth, which is the WWE. But people don't see it that way right now. People are all still up in their fields, and they they're saying screw this guy. We're gonna mm-hmm. stick with these guys, or screw these guys. We're gonna stick with this guy. When it should be one team, one guy, one team. And I just think that you know, looking back on the media scrums, I mean, a lot of that you know, punk punk called them out on their shit. But I think what should happen was that they should have maybe had a conversation backstage about this stuff. I think that none of this shit ever should have been made public to begin with. You know what I mean? And I, I watched this media scrum today. <laughs> I gotta say, man, I, I, I gotta put I gotta put some of this shit on Tony. I have to. No, you and, can't put some of it on Tony. You got to put it all on Tony because well, Tony yeah. is the guy who you is in charge. You, you think you, you think that that you think that if some shit like that's going down, like okay, Byron Saxon is the one who hosts the WWE, you know, press conferences and shit like that. You think that if some shit's going down like that, Byron Saxon is not going to step in. Uh, right. he, you know, he's getting word in his ear. He's not going to step in and stop this shit or, or whatever, or Triple H is not going to come out there and do something. Are they going to cut the feed or something like that? That's exactly what they would have done. It's, yeah. a, it's, a total, it's a total lack of, 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 of leadership on why this happened to begin with. Definitely. You're sitting right by... And I, I, when he first started going, I looked specifically at Tony. And you can see Tony's uncomfortable with this shit. You can, you can see it in his face. Like, Damn, like I didn't know you was gonna come on here and do this. Like, come on, man, say something. You're yeah, right but there. it's like, but but Tony, but Tony also had the look of like he knew Agreeance. about some of this shit, and he kind of agreed with with some of the shit he was talking about. I think that them the the whole situation would have been swept under the rug had the fight backstage not happened. Yeah, that's what true. I think. I think that it would have been business as usual had the fight not happened. And the bottom line of it, when it comes down to, and, and this is what people have said, bottom line of it is this. This guy went out there and called y'all out on some bullshit. You y'all, didn't like y'all didn't like it. Y'all went to his locker room and thought y'all was on this what. And like, if I'm seeing Punk and I got three motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm thinking some shit's about to go down. And before yeah. you, it's the same thing with Nash and Roddy Piper. Roddy, Nash wasn't going to give Roddy Piper a chance to fucking swing on him. He swung first. Yep. That's how it goes, man. You fucked around, you found out. All right, let's move on. Exactly. So, <laughs> well, you hope, hopefully nothing else happens. Hopefully they can get their business back together. They did sell off Forbidden Door. 
they, they that's officially a sellout now. Yeah. So they were able to, to do that. They've sold over sixty five thousand tickets for the Wembley show, and I believe they opened up another seventeen thousand uh, because they've gone and done some production shit. So, uh, I mean, they just get their momentum back. They you do, know, the, they and, and, that, and that's what it is. It's like WWE right now. WWE has all the momentum, but it's like, dude, WWE only has some momentum because of the bloodline right. storyline. That's they're, what the momentum. They're is. fucking off this momentum. Yeah, that's that's can. all it is. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is. They're they're just they're going they're following the bloodline momentum. Plus, you got Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes out there doing their shit. You know what I'm saying? So you got two hot programs right now in the company, and people love Cody Rhodes. So you, that's that's. Well, that's kind of where it's at right now, and yeah. AEW has to has to do something. I think going into, into a feud with Cole and MJF is interesting because it's it's Adam Cole as a babyface, MJF MJF as a heel. You know, it's going to get personal. Um, and, it did. And, it already and, did. And and CM Punk out there. I mean, Punk has to come back uh, on Collision. He's 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 got to say something about this shit about why he's been gone. He's he's got to they. They have to let him talk on the mic. They they got to say you can't oh. just you can't just have a situation where he comes out there and he wrestles. Oh, no, I don't you, know about you that. Gotta, <laughs> you got to you got no you got no you got no choice, dude. Everybody that's, knows oh, that's that's inviting that's inviting some shit. But, but mean, everybody yes. knows. Yeah, I mean, everybody look, knows. Look at the bullshit. But, but look at the bullshit the elite did when they came back and they were doing all those spots in there and they were making fun of Punk. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, when, when does, mm. I mean, my thing is, when the hell does CM Punk get his heat back? Yeah, this is true. Oh, man. Oh. Give the guy a live know. microphone. Give the guy a live microphone on, on Collision, and I guarantee you that rating will pop. Because people oh, yeah, you know people it will. Because people in what he's going to say. You That's what it's it going to come down to. People are going to be interested. You need that pipe bomb 2.0. It's what's going to end up happening. He has to, they have to say something here. I think they were being safe by putting him with FTR. That that's what I think. Well, that was the because original plan, wasn't it? It was gonna be FTR with Punk versus either the Elite or it was gonna be them versus the firm. That fashion. That's what was supposed to be going down. You know? So they got the it's just they have the punk they have to bring punk out there and punk has gotta acknowledge the bullshit. People aren't stupid. People read the internet, people know what's going down. People know that he had the situation with the elite. They already know what it is. So let's not play with the audience. Let's not do stupid shit with the audience. Let's keep it real with the audience. Let's do what ECW would have did back in the day, and which is tell the truth. Go out there and say something about it. All right. That's what it is. But just say, listen, I'm they're they're on their show and I'm on my show. That's just gonna get mad fucking uncomfortable. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know what? This we this ain't the feeling is police. This is a business. Yeah, it's true. This is true. And that's just, that's the problem with the whole situation. Motherfuckers was in their feelings when they went to his locker room. You know true. what I mean? Very. Every, everybody's in their everybody's in their feelings. Like, bro, like people get in their feelings. People, you people said something about me in the exactly public. right. <laughs> you know, they go on Twitter and argue about you know they they're more worried about you know did 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 Belch like my match or some shit. You know, CM <laughs> Punk was like, "Fuck Dave Meltzer." <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I got no problem. I, I, I don't got no problem with Meltzer personally or whatever. I Me just, neither. You know, I, I just, I just think that Meltzer, you know, Meltzer has his. Meltzer's obviously cool with the elite. That's his boys. He likes being friends with them, and I don't think he has anything positive to say about CM Punk. But that's the same thing Booker T too. Booker T doesn't have anything positive to say. About CM Punk, but my thing is, dude, just be, like why stand on the podcast if you if you see Punk stand to his face? Let's yeah. see how it turns out. Or you could do what you just did with Ryback. Him and Ryback went on a whole Twitter tirade with each other. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. Oh, yeah. it was it was interesting. Apparently, he was supposed to appear on Booker T's podcast, and Booker T came out was like, "You demanded too much." So, oh really? <laughs> yeah. So deuces. Yeah. Well, I, I, on Booker T's part, I agree with Booker on that one. Like, who the hell is a Ryback, anyways? <laughs> he named them. So I, I know people that have changed their names to so their wrestler names. <coughs> <Warrior. laughs> 
Very much so. Very much so. All right, man. Final thoughts. What you got? Uh, final thoughts is um, Pete Davidson can get a dog anywhere he wants, and and Peter shouldn't have anything to do with that. If he wants to go to a dog a, a dog store and get a dog, that's his business. Why is Peter concerning himself about how Pete Davidson spends <laughs> his money? So, I I, I that kind of kind of pissed me off a little bit when I read that article. What kind of dog is it? He got some kind of dog and Peter was like, oh, you could have went to a shelter and got one from the rescue or something like that. And he says, well, first of all, motherfucker, I didn't know I could do that. And second of all, I need a specific dog that's, you know, hypoallergenic and shit. Because, you know, we have, that's 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 his business. Why is anybody's business what kind of dog he gets or where he gets it from? That's true. You know, this is, a, this is the bottom line. This is the bottom line. If people stayed out of everybody else's business, we'd be the good. world would be a much better place. We'd be a much better place. That's just that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and very shortly, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna make the, the announcement here on this podcast. Very shortly, Frank D will be hosting another podcast right here, possibly on the DFPN. It's gonna be called the Raw Deal. So get ready for that because it's going to be the rawness of raw. Okay, after you hear what I have to say, you might not want to listen to No Gimmicks anymore. You, you, you might say you, you might say you know Frank D. Goddamn, yeah, it's it's going to be like that. And in my no, podcast, you'll, you'll love me. They'll love me because I do this show with you. That's what. Let like. me let me let me bring up something else right quick. <laughs> why why was why was why was something why was something on my head. Here we so, go. So, <laughs> Star Wars fans are pissed off because uh, the Ahsoka show. They're pissed off because I'm about to tell you. They're pissed off because I guess one of the main antagonists is going to be a, a, a Jedi that survived Order 66 and is now um, pretty much like a bounty hunter, pretty much. Okay. So he's a guy. Um, I believe it was Ray Stevenson. Was the it was his character, the, the guy who recently passed away. Yeah. Well, he he he's on the Ahsoka show. So they're mad about that because they're saying there's too many Order sixty six survivors that are showing up on these shows, and with the the movies led you to believe from Obi Wan Kenobi and Yoda. The, the movies led you to believe that Luke was the only one left for the, for the Jedi. But yet you have all these different people showing up. You got Reva showing up on Obi-Wan Kenobi. You got the one guy that saw that new Obi-Wan on the show when, when uh, he appeared out in the, in, on, on Tatooine in the desert. So mm-hmm. they're very upset about this. And, 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 and recently in the Jedi uh, video game, Jedi uh, Survivor, that whole thing was about a Jedi named Bode who had survived Order 66. He basically cut a deal kind of with the Empire to protect him and his daughter because from the Inquisitors. Right. So I believe that it's not really, a, some people say it's a tired trope that Disney's going for with this. I actually think it's kind of cool, personally. I think that it's kind of makes sense that maybe they didn't kill all the Jedi that they thought maybe some of them did get away and maybe these people that got away that turned to the dark side pretty much are disillusioned with the Jedi. Nobody came to save them. You know, it was a purge. How come no one saved them? Like, it's kind of like, kind of like an Obi-Wan Kenobi show. You have Reva asking Obi-Wan, well, where were you when Anakin was doing his shit? You were, it was, he was your Padawan. Where were yeah. you at? So I kind of think that's kind of where it goes. I think it's very interesting that way. To, to see why somebody would turn to the dark side. So, I, I don't know what people are getting upset about. We haven't even seen the damn show yet. <laughs> Let it play out. Let it play out. You know what I mean? So, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of Disney and their direction they're going with Star Wars. But I am looking forward to the Ahsoka show. It was pretty good. It's basically spot on from Rebels, dude. If you guys watched Rebels, yeah. you saw that, saw that trailer today. I mean, we saw a live action version of Ezra. Bridger on there. Mm-hmm. Um, we did see Thrawn on there as well. Master so, tactician. Right. 
So it's going to be very, very interesting to see where they go with this. But I think people need to just like stop getting so angry about shit. And just let it play out. You know what I mean? Let's 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 talk about this after we see the Ahsoka show. It's not going to be one and done. I think the Ahsoka show is supposed to be multiple seasons of this. Let's give Rosario Dawson a chance to do some shit because she's playing Ahsoka title. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They don't deserve her. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I just wanted to, to bring. I wanted to bring that up. Oh, since we're since we're in the realm of Star Wars, let me ask you a question. Yeah, this is courtesy of a friend of the <clears throat> friend of the podcast, Ann Boogie. Shout out to Ann Boogie. <clears throat> Who would win in a match between Grandmaster Yoda and Dark Side Yoda? I'll tell you my answer. I, I think I, I'd have to go with Dark Side Yoda. I'd say Dark Side Yoda too. Yeah, because because. <laughs> If you, can you scare, get, if you got, if you piss off and you really start feeling energy at the dark side, your skill is going to go way up as far as well, like, so, put it like this in, in Revenge of the Sith, right? Mm-hmm. Anakin actually jumped to a nine on a scale. I think Anakin was like a seven or eight, his fighting, his fighting skill. The motherfucker jumped to a nine. He wasn't even at a 10, but he jumped to a nine. He wasn't even yeah. using the full dark side. You know, so I, 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 yeah, Yoda would get trash. You'd be stomped. Uh, I, I don't know, but there <clears> was <throat> a time. Well, I do know. Dark side Yoda would definitely win this fight, but but there was a time that Yoda actually showed. Uh, he showed what his power would be like on the dark side. And it was so it was for um, Dooku. Count Dooku was trying to recruit Yoda, turn him to the dark side so they can go up against Sidious, Dark Sidious. And the plan was to use Yoda to kill Sidious and then, you know, take that mantle as Darth. But um, Yoda wasn't having that shit. And he showed him like what his power would be like on the dark side. And Duca was like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that shit. I'm, I'm not doing that. So to scare him into saying, no, don't come to the dark side, you can fuck a whole bunch of shit up. I would say dark dark side Yoda wins this one. Yeah, I saw I saw in that, that group there that they posted uh who would win between Ahsoka and Count Dooku. And I, you know, I picked Ahsoka, and I, and my my reason for picking her was, was like Ahsoka was trained by Anakin Skywalker, yeah, and he kept training her, yeah. He, even when he, if you watch Tales of the Jedi, when she was training and passing all those tests, he says this is bullshit. He says I need her to, we need to do more. He says these tests are too easy, so he kept on training her. People got to remember something. Dooku got his fucking. The man was chopped off. He got his hand chopped off by Anakin. And then he got, his, he got beheaded. It was over. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was, I mean, people get, people need to realize, yeah, Count Dooku was, you know, Lord Tyrannus, he was, he was a bad motherfucker. Killed his own sister. Mm-hmm. But, Ahsoka was trained by the Chosen One. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm going to go with Ahsoka all day long, dude. Yeah. We, we can do more of these. So yeah. as it drops and we can kind of break them down. So shout yeah. out to him for that shit. Yeah. That was that was a pretty good discussion. All right, man. Anything else? Yeah, go to the official No Gimmicks Facebook group and go vote in the tag team bracket. Um I, I, I saw your your little comments you made there about uh <laughs> what now, comment? Now, now that the ripoffs have been uh <laughs> voted out and, and I was gonna write on there, I was gonna tell you to go ahead and, and eat a dick. <laughs> what, what what comments are you talking about? Talking about your comment about calling the demolition ripoffs? I don't know what you mean. Oh bullshit, dude. I I didn't know I did no such thing. Oh you did? No. Oh yeah, did you did. did yeah. Not. Okay. <laughs> I just posted an update to the bracket. To the Trees. group. That's it. That's all yeah. I did. Yeah, I know, and you put your bullshit in there, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you mean. 
It's all good. I have no idea what you mean. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen out there, don't forget, it's getting hot out here. So, if you don't like walking around in uh, hot pavement on your on your feet and getting burned, well, maybe your damn dogs don't want to be walking out there either and getting their paws burned. So, treat your animals like you would treat yourself. And don't forget, help control the pet population have your pet spayed or fucking neutered. <laughs> that does it for us, man. Thank y'all for tuning in to the No Gimmicks Podcast. Here on the DFPN, tune in next time. Until then, y'all be safe and enjoy the fucking wrestling. Peace.